Well, this is Community Link uh, from GTFM. It's quarter past 11, and I'm Terry, sitting in for Gareth, who can't be with us today, I'm afraid. So uh, I'm having the pleasure of chatting to the guests that uh, Gareth had set up. And, of course, one of the regular guests to his his Wednesday programme is Halith Fuken, who is a councillor. She's a county councillor representing the town ward in Pontypridd. So, Halith, good morning. Good morning to you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, juggling like a lot of people at the moment, uh, working from home and homeschooling, but the sun's out today, so that helps. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always nice when the sun's out. I, yes, I entirely understand that. Um, of course, talking about the weather, I suppose, we're coming up to a pretty significant anniversary, the first anniversary of the flood, aren't we? We are indeed, and crazy to think uh, how much has happened over the past year, Obviously, we couldn't have imagined this time last year how much devastation would come on that fateful weekend. And obviously, for many people still suffering uh, the after effects, um, not everyone is even back home yet since those floods um, destroyed their homes. No, exactly. And of course, many people had floods who never experienced them before. I think it was about 40 years before that we had anything like that, wasn't it? Yes, and I think it's the scale of devastation, isn't it, across Homak and Ontav. You know, the, the fact that so many properties and businesses were affected, um, and obviously there have there has been some localised flooding since then, but the scale of the devastation was something that, you know, we, we couldn't have imagined uh, following all the investments in flood defences when this last happened. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, of course, climate change is the factor, isn't it? This is the, the sort of, you know, the thing that is changing the scenario, really, for flood planning everywhere. Well, I think that's the key thing here in terms of, you know, how do we prepare now? We've been warned with the climate uh, emergency that flooding will become far more frequent. So I think that's the concern for those that were affected. Obviously, the flood defences weren't enough. Uh, this time a year ago Mm. and there's a real concern that this could happen again given what we know about more extreme weather and and of course it took so long to get any cash together to to sort of start repairing things that it's it's only now that we're starting to see i think it's within days i I think we're going to see the marks and spencer's bridge reopening aren't we that one's been uh, repaired recently and a new part of it sort of swung back into place and so on and they're starting work on the white bridge but that's a listed one isn't it so it's quite complicated down at barrow road but uh, we should see some you know repairs to that because it's been closed and both of them have been closed since the disaster really it has indeed and obviously that that has an impact you know it, it will be very welcome in terms of being able to connect the town and the park again with that with that bridge um but for the white bridge we're looking at you know maybe another year until um repairs are, are done which obviously has a huge impact then in terms of residents of Better Road with an increase in traffic, mm. even though the tri- traffic is lighter due to the pandemic, they're still suffering a lot in terms of that. And obviously disconnected from Trashone area as well then. It's, it's quite a walk round if you can't use the White Bridge. Yes, well yes. Yes it is indeed. I, I, the council put out a statement, I think it was about a week ago now, saying that they're hoping to, I think they're hoping to do some temporary repairs this mm. summer to to the bridge so that whether that would mean it'll reopen or not i don't know but the actual proper repair of it i think it is as you say a while away yet 
indeed. Um, I think at least we've had some progress now in terms of an update. Um, but one of the things that we've also got on Better Road itself is air quality monitoring station now, just to monitor the impact of that traffic uh, sitting still by the museum and so on. But uh, I think anything in terms of connecting uh, both communities of Trashton and those on Better Road again will be very welcome. Yes. I, I suppose that to look on a positive note, there's lots of good stuff going on in uh, Ponty at the moment, isn't there? There's lots of developments coming to fruition. I noticed that the uh, the dreaded crane is st- still there at the YMCA. It didn't move on Sunday, but it's going to move this Sunday, apparently, weather permitting. But but the point is, you know, that renovation that's been going on now for, I don't know, four or five years, I think, it's, it's due to be completed later this year. And there's quite a lot of progress going on now with the Muni, we understand. I think um, plans have been available through the council, haven't they, to see what, you know, what options are available there. But that's definitely going ahead. Uh, and then, of course, Transport for Wales coming to town with hundreds of employees. Uh, hopefully, will want to go shopping at lunchtime once the shops are open. Well, hopefully. I think the one concern that I would have with those is the fact, obviously, We've adapted our ways of working, um, office-based working, you know, has been completely different over the past year. Yes. So I very much hope we'll still have those hundreds of people once regulations allow coming into town. Uh, personally, I can't wait to go into the brand new library. I've uh, collected books from outside, so had glimpses inside, but I haven't been into that building yet. So I can't wait to see those new facilities, which I know the library staff are keen and eager for people to be able to enjoy and obviously as you said the YMCA will be a huge boost I, I was so saddened when the Muni closed its doors it's been such a huge loss but also to see investments being proposed so that it can be used as it should be and as it was in the past um, will be fantastic for us because that cultural side has been devastated you know we've had colour bonds closed Mm. since the flooding as well so we really do need that as we recover post-covid culture and music and enjoyment will play such a huge part in that and bringing us back together hopefully after this period of you know isolation and not being able to be together and connect yes absolutely well well hopefully we're on the home straight as long as they can keep away these variants of the disease and so on uh, but but I think I was chatting to, to Vicky Howells from the Cunnan Valley about an hour ago, and and the message is uh, appears to be stay put, you know, don't break the rules now. Even though it looks great, the sun is out, as you say, you know, uh, the vaccine has been given to uh, half a million people now, I think, and nearly all the vulnerable groups in in, in RCT. But now is the time not to be going out and mixing. Definitely, um, I echo anything you know it's great to see the numbers dropping but even Comtab Health Board said that there are indications when people start relaxing that it goes up suddenly Mm. so I think you know lots of people have had that first vaccine but not the second so I think you know there is there's hope uh, at the moment and obviously fantastic news so many people have been vaccinated but relaxing at this point isn't something we should be doing and I think if we can carry on as we have been doing for a little while longer, let's hopefully see that restrictions will be lifted and relaxed uh, and hopefully all children can return to school. I certainly welcome that. <laughs> I bet. I mean, if we could have predicted what, what all this was going to be like, I mean, we just couldn't have imagined it in our worst nightmare, really, could we? 
<laughs> no, no. And actually, you know, the people I feel really feel for, and many people getting in touch with me, are the local businesses, you know, that, that aren't able to operate during this period of restrictions. Yeah. Some of them hit by both the floods and COVID. Those who are self-employed, you know, some who are juggling, trying to homeschool, not able to work because of that as well, and, and not able to get government support because they're self-employed and the grants available aren't typical to them. So I think, you know, if we can keep going and think of all those people at the moment um, and and all the families that have lost loved ones, I think that's the main message at the moment is, you know, we can all stick to the regulations so that we can support those who are suffering at present. Well, yes, those of us who've escaped the, the, the disease and have only had to, you know, the inconvenience of, of homeschooling and, you know, um, learning how to work Zoom to deal with have not really had a problem by comparison, as you say, with all of those businesses who who fall between the stools and the various governments of trying to join up to, you know, to link up to give cash to, to people. But inevitably, people fall through the net. And, and, of course, on top of all of that, all of those who've lost loved ones, you know, who won't be coming back when the sun comes out and everyone can go on holiday again. No, no. And I think, you know, we, we'll, we have to remember what's happened. It, it won't be a matter of returning back to normal because so many people's lives have been devastated and changed forever by this. Mm. Uh, you know, some families have lost a number of relatives we've seen in, um, from the Kanantar, some really tragic stories. And I think, you know, the after effects will be with us for a very long time and the support people require will be here for a very long time. So I think it's, it's being mindful of that and knowing, you know, it is going to be different. But there's also opportunity in that to do things differently. You know, we spoke about the climate earlier and flooding and so on. Well, actually, this is a way to rethink uh, how we live as well, to rethink our environmental commitment. And, you know, maybe we... We, we can do things differently, which will have a positive impact on our on our towns um, and also on the environment in the long term. Can I ask you about some cooperation I noticed in, in a press release that came out? It came out actually from your party, but but it was I think the Labour group on the on the council had supported the idea of of extending the school meal um, uh, you know uh, allowance if you like to all children in the sort of poverty groups that seem to have uh, you know some traction across the political parties which is always a good thing to see and has been presented to Welsh government as an idea they might want to take up do you want to say anything about that well yes it was really interesting actually because when you look at the research if you extend free school meal provision uh, to all, actually more people benefit because you don't have the stigma associated with it then. And also um, there's indications in terms of the performance in schools because you know people are getting balanced meals and so on. I, I think there's that investment in the type of school meals and so on is required as well. But there's lots of evidence showing how it does support uh, children and young people in terms of their educational development as well as of course tackling the very real problem of child poverty here in Wales mm. and the fact that you know we, we we must get to grips to that and I think the next Senate term that has to be a priority because even more people are in poverty now due to COVID and we were the worst of the UK nations in terms of child poverty prior to COVID. Yes so, indeed. You know, 
it's it's shocking to think and the digital exclusion aspect um you know that our, our children and young people would require a lot of support and i think this is one way we could secure that excellent Heather, it's been lovely talking to you. I'm sorry, you know, we've had to sort of uh, have a chat because Gareth wasn't able to, to come and do the programme, but it's been, it's been nice to catch up with you. And, uh, well, all the best, uh, especially as you look forward to schools going back. <laughs> I think a lot of people will identify with you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, have a good day. Lovely to talk to you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.